podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm your co-host, Menas, and I'm not joined by Paul Dennett today. Nice. I have... Our sometime co-host, Jaleesa Apps, back from overseas, free of all commitments and in studio with me. Jaleesa, yes. welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. Thank you so much, Menas. I am really excited to be back. It was um, it was great to, uh, obviously, a, a couple of months ago, go to the Rugby League World Cup, but one of the negatives about that was I missed out on the Cricket World Cup. Um, so, and missed so much of the podcast and um, kind of came in a little late to the summer of cricket, although I feel like we've had a decent summer. Um, so it's good to be back. It's great to have you back. Yeah, you missed out on a fantastic mm. festival of cricket. Yeah. It was almost like too much to start the cricket season for me. Like, where do you go from a World Cup to then, you know, a test against test series that wasn't great? Yeah. Big bash that's been a bit unders. Um, yeah, so it was great World Cup. I felt like interest, though, as much as um, sort of I came in – uh, well after the World Cup was finished, all that kind of thing. Um, but And there was no interest in the upcoming test series and everyone was talking about that. But I felt like it built. Um, and may, I don't know if maybe I have a different slant on it because I was longing for cricket. Like I just was missing the fact – I was really having a lot of FOMO that I wasn't – didn't have any of the World Cup. It looked really great. Um, and it was like summer was back. And, um, yeah, I, I, but I felt like interest kind of built, do you think? I think there was enough storylines there. I think yeah. the 200 really yes. gave a bit of momentum – uh, the Sydney test just turned out to be five days of making fun of Sydney weather. Mm, uh, as it has been. The cricket. Yeah. It could have ended up being an incredible fifth day. Like I was watching the end of the fourth day and I thought if they get South, if they get out South Africa out all here, then I'll I'll go to the fifth day, but I decided not to. No, you didn't miss much. I actually mm. left the fifth day early. Um, don't tell anybody that. So we've got so much cricket news to go through. There's some been some big developments. I want to talk about it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Afghanistan issue. We've yeah. got the big bash update. All sorts of news. All sorts of news. I, I just want to explain to the listeners that Jaleesa, Paul and I are still very close Oh, yeah. You can't seem to make it work to record together. This looks really, it does look a bit sus, doesn't it? Like Paul and I are. You you and Paul hate each other. We're doing different. No, yeah, no, the group chat is very active. (laughs) It's funny because people don't see, like, because people probably think that we haven't spoken in so long Mm. because we have the podcast, but we speak almost every day we're texting. Exactly. I, I think actually every day. Yeah, I mean. This is the frustration, I guess, mm. uh, listeners, for me. Um, is that I, we have jobs? That's so annoying. Yeah, that Jaleesa and Paul have jobs <laughs> and aren't podcasting. Um, well, I think, you know, J- Paul wants to record remotely, mm. but Jaleesa doesn't have the capacity to do that. 
or the technical know-how. I or a do. Laptop. Well, you don't have an internet laptop or a microphone. So those <laughs> I do have a microphone. I, I have actually recorded a lot of other podcasts. It's just that we use this. What do you? What other podcasts have you been on that you're not telling me about? Um, remotely. Yes. Uh, another cricket one. Which one? <laughs> I was on. Um, oh, what was it called? Now I feel really bad because I can't remember. Did you plug Cricket Unfiltered on that at all? Uh, yeah, I think they did. Oh, I've got to. Anyway, I'll I'll find it after the show and and show you. But um, it's the platform that you use to record on. I'm not a fan of. Because it doesn't work too well with the internet I use. I'm not going to name it. <laughs> well, you can name it. It's StreamYard. StreamYard oh. seems to work well for everybody else. It does. Because okay. what you need is a computer with a USB mic. Mm-hmm. You need a laptop for mm-hmm. it to really work. Mm. And I guess as well... I guess I'm resistant to I, technology. You know, no, no disparaging the other podcasts you went on, but, you know, I prefer really good sound quality. But why don't you like having me here? Oh, no, I love having you here. But what I'm saying is Paul's not here. Oh, yeah, so Paul's... So that, that's the frustration. It's not any... In, like, you're... I can't have you both here together. Mm. And I can't have you both online together. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're just going to have to quit our jobs. Well, you could buy a laptop in 2023. <laughs> for just for podcasting. Absolutely. How, I mean, this should... You I am resistant to technology. Well, I've I mean, got an iPad. Jaleesa doesn't. Maybe Jaleesa knows this, but we went out with Jaleesa and her partner. And when Jaleesa went off, I was like lobbying her partner. What to did get he you say? What did he say? It's so nice, your partner, that he just sort of nodded and he sort of smiled. But uh, I didn't. Don't know if he knew I was serious. Like, <laughs> he didn't scare him out. Okay. Anyway, so that's. The I don't think this is interesting to anyone. Well, I think it is. <laughs> but, but listeners want to know why we're never together. So I just wanted to explain. Okay, and also, situation. but also the the schedule, like I, mm. because I have had to do a lot of rugby league starting the cricket season, and then yeah, all absolutely, the like the schedules haven't lined. Yeah, up. the schedule will be better now. I can come in every week now. Great. So we've got a plan, listeners. Hopefully, maybe we can pipe when Jaleesa can wear headphones. That's another thing because to pipe Paul Dennett in, we'd need to wear headphones. But we could potentially sort of pipe Paul in remotely. Um, I'm really curious. Like what other cricket podcast you went on? Not that like you're exclusively booked here. I heard you went on another a female sports podcast, mm. which was nice. I don't want to get the name of it wrong, so I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Yeah. As long as yeah, as long as it's not who I'm thinking, I'm fine. Um, oh. And okay. Then <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's people you like. Anyway. That's good. And then you went on. Yeah, you went on the lovely one on Mamma Mia. This, by the way, this was a really long time ago that I went oh, okay, on this cricket yeah. podcast. I Actually, I mean, I've been that. on two. I yeah. I've been on two. I just remembered another one. Awesome. Anyway, yep. Um, anyway, um, just if you go on another podcast, the, I wish the name the name is escaping me. But anyway, oh, I'll talk to you afterwards. Yep. Yeah, obviously it was memorable. I, I it, it was actually it was really you. good. They're really lovely, and I might join them full time. You might join them full time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well. Listeners, that's just a bit of behind the curtain of Cricket Unfiltered. We're working on it. Uh, we're still happy families, but um, yeah, technical issues. So, um, yeah, we may have found like a reserve online who can jump on online recordings. Great. Um, so, yeah, that's the plan. Huge year of cricket. I mean, you must be excited. Mm. We've got an Indian tour and mm. a World Test Championship, then an Ashes, then a 50-over World Cup. I'm really excited and part of the reason I'm really excited 
just to flex is I got tickets to Headingley for the Ashes. Oh, how good. Which is, and it was not easy because you go in the ballot and then you miss out and you're sad. Um, and I initially wanted to go to Lords, um, but then the dates didn't quite line up because I also want to go to Wimbledon. So I'm just doing the summer of APSI in, um, in, in Europe, which I have been wanting to do for just so long. And I just decided enough's enough I'm, I'm gonna do it life's too short COVID scared me anyway um and so I booked I was able to get premium seats at Headingley which were expensive they were uh I think $500 Australian each um which is far more than I would ever want to spend but once in a lifetime sort of thing. Mm. Never know when I'm going to be back there again. And also, um, so Headingley lined up better, best with the um, with Wimbledon, but also Paul really persuaded me because, um, see, we do talk. <laughs> Paul um, said Headingley would be the one that he um, he's attended them all and he said Headingley was definitely the best one. So, yeah, Headingley's um, great. I went there. I haven't been to Headingley. The actual area is really nice, Leeds, it's beautiful. Yeah, I was at Leeds England. for the Rugby League World Cup. So you know Leeds is lovely. Yeah. Uh, isn't the Rugby League ground right next to the cricket ground? So yes. Seen it. Yeah, yeah. which they often through. are in up there, like like it, um, Manchester's the same. Yeah. yeah. I went to Leeds for the 99 World Cup and it was a match where – do you remember Herschel Gibbs caught a ball and went to throw it up and dropped it? The 99 World Cup? Yeah. No. Sorry. Only seven at the time. Um, <laughs> well, that, that was the famous Herschel Gibbs drop. Steve Ward scored a century to get Australia through. I the remember Steve yeah, scoring a century. Um, so that was brilliant. And that night when we won that game, me and a friend, we parted with, partied with the Australian team celebrating. Really? Somehow ended up That's in the super cool. team hotel. Yeah. Um, so you, you're going to have a great time in Leeds. I've never been to Old Trafford. Also the um, – the, like there's going to be a lot of like the cricket journos over there at the same time too, so it'll be nice to see them in a different country. <laughs> but also not have to work. Yes. I don't actually have to work, yeah. which is great. Probably won't be able to get into the press box either. Um, I imagine probably I wouldn't have a reason to, but it was funny. I was asking some of the journos like um, about like uh, when I was screenshotting the where because I haven't been to Headingley, I was screenshotting the seats and I was like, "What do you think of this? What do you think of this?" And they were like, "We haven't left the press box." I was like, "What? <laughs> Come on!" You're gonna have the best time. Yeah, really. I can't wait. It's a huge year of cricket. Lots to talk about. I mean, let's start with a downer, and it's the mm. issue around um, Afghanistan's continued yes. involvement involvement in international cricket. Mm. I find it strange that there's this is a that Australia's decision to abandon the three-match ODI series has been polarising. I don't know how you cannot see it as being the right decision for Australia to remove itself from playing Afghanistan due to human rights violations. What do you think? Well, you might be actually surprised, but I have actually gone swung back and forth on this and I can't figure out, normally on any political issue, I know where I stand and I know why I stand there and I am pretty strong about it and I always like to listen to other people's opinions, but usually I know why I feel some, from some way. I don't with this and it's really troubled me actually the last, when I'm thinking about it because... Ultimately, I think it was the right decision and I think it was probably the only decision that they could have made. 
there were a couple of reasons why I feel a couple of layers to why I feel the way that I do and why I feel so conflicted. And it's a shame Paul isn't here because I know he feels very strongly for the decision. Um, so first of all, people saying politics and sport don't mix, infuriating, infuriating, just not an argument. Don't, I, yeah, I, I will stupid. never, I will never consider that as an argument. Yeah. I I think where do you draw the line in terms of pulling out of – because we play countries that their human rights, if you look into a few things, are a little dicey, you know. It's not the only country, you know. Um, oh, absolutely. And I, so I where do you is, draw the line? Well, I, think, I think it is hard and, you, you know, you look at countries that – we compete with in all sports that have laws discriminating against homosexuals. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it is murky, but I actually don't think on Afghanistan it is because it's such a gross violation of human rights. It's, it's just, you can view, you can't view it in any other. But then you're kind of categorizing what like people like, well, that's a violation of human rights, but this one's worse. So now we'll take the, you know what I mean? Like that's what I feel uncomfortable about. Um, the other thing is that um, I feel like maybe there was an opportunity there, not because I think pulling out of the series is really extreme. So um, I felt like maybe there was an opportunity there before that where you could have, like we saw at the uh, Football World Cup, where we saw, you know, countries not singing anthems, that kind of thing, um, the armbands. The stuff like you know, almost I felt like maybe you could have had a bigger impact. Well, I was listening to Peter Lawler and Gideon Hay on their podcast, and Peter Lawler made the suggestion. I'm not sure where he got it from that maybe you could have had female umpires in the game. Oh, yeah, that's a, a great suggestion. Uh, the people in Afghanistan that females, you know, can exude authority over men and can be in positions of power. Yeah, that's um, a really cool suggestion. So, so, uh, I see that. I mean, I, I see that point, um, but but I think couple of things. Firstly, the, Australia actually shouldn't have to decide on this. This should be an International Cricket Council decision. And um, Afghanistan's been awarded full member status on the proviso that they'll support women's cricket. True. And they get millions and millions of dollars in funding from the ICC to develop cricket in, in their country. Now, do we know that cr- money's not just going straight into the Taliban's um, pockets? We don't know anymore. So actually... It shouldn't be in Australia's hands. Afghanistan should be barred from international cricket. Mm. And it's very sad. I agree with the sentiment. It's terrible for their people. It's terrible for their cricketers. Um, and, you know, geopolitically, it's complicated. I mean, Afghanistan is a country that's never been able to be governed properly. So, you know, you're sort of wondering, is there a solution? Like, If we throw Afghanistan out now, will they ever come back? Mm. But I sort of think, you know, it's a bit like the South African apartheid issue. It's just fifty percent of the Afghanistan population can't go get educated. That's awful. See, I also find that argument quite interesting when people bring up um, South Africa and rugby. Um, do we think that this would have the impact that the that rugby had? I don't think so. Like, I I, I think. Probably rugby, I, and look, I wasn't alive at the time that that happened, so I'm going on what I read. So I can't understand that from having lived and watched it happen. But I, for, what I felt from it is, was like, you know, rugby was much more impactful over there. And cricket. 
then, yeah, exactly, and cricket, then I think it was going to be with this issue. Would that be fair to say? Well, I, I wonder if the Taliban even care. That's what I'm saying. But, like, but, wh- but is that... Is that important? Like, can we just continue on like nothing's happening? No, 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 no. But I don't uh, – pulling out, it seems like such a big thing that uh, I was like, oh, is this actually just kind of not even – like, is it almost – is it almost easier to pull out? Because then you don't – you kind of ignore it and you don't have to deal with, you know, the media that happens around it. Then the players will speak, you know. And it could have been a chance for like um, – Afghanistan's players to be able to speak in the lead up and give their view and which also it's really but what if you do that what if you do that and then the Taliban just chops all the heads off of the players families because they've well that's a very extreme way to say things but 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 but, that's the risk but I I agree with you it's hard it's a um yeah it's a really hard issue and it's hard for us all to sit here I guess we're going to get on to Rashid Khan, but maybe it's we can get on to what he him now, mm. his response to it. Uh, so he so, basically threatened to withdraw from the big bag. Yes. Overs. Now everyone really went for him. Um, was was his response the best response in the in our view? No. Like, of course, it's it was you know, but Rashid Khan, you have to understand, is twenty four years old to start. Exactly. I mean, 24 years old, he is, of course, he is actually emotionally attached to this. So it's really easy for you and I to sit here and judge what should happen and judge people's responses to it, blah, blah, blah. He's lived through, like, having to flee Afghanistan, right? So I just I just felt like people went way too hard at him as well. And, and I felt for him and... Yeah, I I don't know. I thought it was a very insensitive statement of his. It was a very insensitive and statement, but it, you're judging that from your position. But, but it seemed like he cared more about his cricket career than the plight I of don't the women in think, his country. No, I don't think and and that's not his track record either. So he has spoken out previously um so for the for the women. So I, I can see how it was perceived that way by people when you read the statement and certainly by myself too. I read the statement and I went, "Oh, that's a bit of a disappointing statement, but this is someone who is actually emotionally attached to this and actually has to live through the effects of this and has family and, and things like that, that, you know, of course their emotional response is going to be so different to you and I, and this is his dream that has been taken away as well. I mean, the only sympathy I have is that maybe he did that just to just to show the government, well, the, the what, what you might call a government in Afghanistan, that, he, you know, he's supporting um, the Afghanistan cricket and maybe... But... But Afghanistan... But to, just so, just, just to say, oh, I'm not going to play in the Big Bash because of this. I, I just thought that was like, okay, so you're not coming... Well, it, it, it just it, a reeked of like, I don't know, immaturity or... It was just, I think, poorly advised. Of course. I think everyone can agree with that. I think the the reaction then to him personally, I thought was a little extreme. But I think more the um, Afghanistan's cricket board, their their response, the, their statement was more disappointing mm. for me. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm happy we're not playing them anymore. Like I'm. I happy. think ultimately it was probably the right decision. Yeah. How can cricket Australia, you know, 
say to the cricket community in Australia how important women's cricket is and women's rights, and yet, oh, no, but we're still going to play against Afghanistan and pretend that everything's okay. And then just backtracking, then I think, like, the protest angle, as I said, I think that's a big risk to turn a cricket series into a, a protest against the treatment of women. So that's not Australia's job. Like, the Australian cricket team doesn't, shouldn't be put in that position. Mm. As, as, you know, it's probably well-equipped as anyone, as Pat Cummins is. I don't think that was the right either. And uh, it's tremendously sad, but I'm just sad that Afghanistan is a country in the world where women can't go to secondary school. Mm. Like that is awful. And really sad. Short of, you know, short of going in and invading again, nothing's going to change that. So I don't think we could just go on and continue playing them in cricket. Like, okay, hopefully they'll turn this around. Um, and I think we just have to let them if they if, if it turns them into this sort of isolated pariah of the world community and world sport, then then it has to be. That that is the result. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's a really sad situation all around, I think, is yeah. is what we can can agree on yeah. and um and, and I think um you know, we had Paul uh, mentioned it on TikTok, but we, you know, we had Craig Foster on the podcast a couple of months ago mm. to talk about the issue leading into the World Cup, and you know, he even made the point that even Saudi Arabia has questionable human rights records as well. Is trying to set up a, a women's football team. You know, they're at least making steps. Mm. Probably not enough, but you know, it's something. You know, Afghanistan's going backwards. Mm. So it's very sad. Mm. It is. So, yeah, I don't think we'll be playing them uh, for a while. Um, it would be interesting if Australia would have boycott a game against them in, the say, the 50-over World Cup. Uh, that was what people were saying too, was like, well, then where do you what, – what happens then from here? Do you – do you do that? Mm. And then also then does it put – I was thinking of this scenario. If one country did that, then really all countries have to do that and then they win. <laughs> so it's really – it's really like yeah, – Everyone boycotts that yeah, and but, they make the final. But that's what I was saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why the ICC need to chuck them out of world cricket. Just goodbye and that's it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's a very – And I'm not saying – because the thing is that there's still – ton of opportunities for cricketers like Rashid Khan with a million T20 leagues. Mm. They'll go where the cash is. So I'm still happy for them all to be playing cricket. It's like the South Africans. It's, it, does, it, does it help just throwing them out though? Does that, or does that just, is that actually an easier solution? Well, I mean, I don't want to get into that. I, I don't follow like the geopolitical stuff very well. And, you know, the American government pulled out and they left a power vacuum. I don't know the solution, but certainly just continuing on that like nothing's happened is not the right way to go. No. Not to and you can't keep giving them funding. You can't you can't make the Taliban think that, oh look, if we just stick this out eventually, maybe they'll accept us because look, they're playing us in cricket. Mm. Um mm. yeah. Anyway. All right, we'll move on from um a vexing political issue and get on to some cricket. So, as an employee of Paramount Plus and Ten, oh talk my about goodness! The TV deal. <laughs> Why would you do that? Just to, just to hear you say no. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm of course disappointed that we missed out of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just wanted to throw that curveball. Thank you. At you. Um, Thank you very much for that. 
I can't wait to keep coming in here. <laughs> I'm very disappointed you won't be doing sideline, though, for, like, the test match. I don't know that I would ever have been doing that. You would have been so good at it. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, hey, uh, Pat, how did you bowl today? Oh, Smudge, what a great time. <laughs> wow, you've how- listened to a lot of my interviews. <laughs> you could have been, been the Howie, like, um, <laughs> on the pitch before the game. Uh, but, but I actually did want to talk about a huge deal. Um, it's taken the, – the women's IPL hasn't even started mm. yet and it's taken over the WBBL. They signed a $120 million US deal for, I think, four or five seasons yeah. of the women's IPL. Instantly, it's dwarfed the WBBL. It's always going to happen. Yeah. So how crazy, like – I mean, I have such mixed feelings on this as well because I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Like, this is great for women's cricket. But then I'm like, oh, no, the WBBL, I'm scared, <laughs> you know? So it's like, oh, and I, I am scared. Like, is this going to start? Like, we look at all these leagues around in the men's cricket that we're, we're like, so now seeing impact the BBL. I'm like, oh, like, what if that happens to the WBBL? I think it will too, which I have such mixed feelings about. Because you'll have the women's IPL. And they're talking crazy money, like 300K for a, a few weeks' work, which for a women's cricketer is a huge mm-hmm. increase. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the women's 100 in the English which summer. Which anyone is a lot of money. Which then leads almost straight into the WBBL because it starts early. Mm. So we've already seen this summer a couple of internationals decide not to come because of a packed women's cricket schedule. And I think the women's IPL will add to that. Um, so I, I'm not as... I'm not worried yet because I don't think the women's cricket market is as competitive as the men's is at the moment, but I fear for what it will look like in five years. And I don't. I think we got caught napping with the WBBL and I think we've got to be really careful not to be caught napping with the WBBL and make sure we keep developing it and somehow attracting international players because before we know it will be in a situation that the BBL's in, there's too many competitors paying more money and they don't want to come here. Yeah, and I know that we've given um, Cricket Australia a lot of stick over the years over various things, but wow, do, have they actually done such a good job on women's cricket, not only for Australia, but the world. Like, really, Australian Cricket Australia have led the way into women's cricket to make everyone else stand up and be like, well, we don't want to be beaten by Australia. We don't want oh, – hang on, this league's going really well. We need to make – so I I think Cricket Australia, honestly, can be really proud of what they've done. Yeah, most certainly. And I, I wonder why the TV deal that they did – didn't reflect the growth of the WBBL. So the TV deal on inflation, actually Cricket Australia didn't get much more money. It it pretty much stays the same. Why then, if the WBBL has grown so much, wasn't there a growth in their TV rights, I wonder? Uh, It's an interesting question. Um, Without being involved in those deals, I guess we we won't know. Um, I think backroom stuff from Paramount, you just want to fill us in on the team cricket deal. Do you think I'm in those meetings? I'm just curious. Do like, you think they call me up? And <laughs> do you, like, I just read the word. Ron reads everything on me. You have to, Lisa, look, I'd just like to let you know, I don't think we're going to get the cricket. It's like Anchorman. Ron will read what there's ever on the auto queue. That's what I do. Like. And, and it seemed to be reported that um, oh Ken my, Paramount. I don't have the answers. Ken Paramount just shut down over Christmas. Is that right? Like No. Yeah, because it seems to be on holiday. What do you mean shut down? Like they're all on holiday. They won't negotiate anymore. 
I highly doubt. I know that all my bosses were yep. contactable. So yeah, in America, you don't get any holidays. So. Well, I this is like the first Christmas I've had on it off in a really long time, mm. where because I didn't get Channel Nine and then I didn't. So I actually maybe maybe I was the key. I yeah. was the person that yeah, was no, away. No, no, is off. We're going to hold off negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any American like big wigs executives that sort of swagger around the office? G'day, Jaleesa. Uh, no, because they're in America. Okay. <laughs> I took a, I took a, um, <laughs> I took a picture outside the New York Paramount, and I thought maybe I should go in, but then I was like, no, they're going to be like, who the hell are you? <laughs> Work in Australia. I'm like, hi. <laughs> My old boss, uh, Ross. He is. He went to. He was our news director here. Uh, yeah. He went last year to New York. So fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think that somebody needs to take. CBS money in Australian sport mm. because we need the capital investment. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't get, find someone somewhere to invest here, they'll go to another country and we'll actually lose that capital investment into our sports. So, mm. um, aside from the TV deal, just generally, like all sports, I think someone other than the A-League has to go with them. Um, yeah. All right. So, poor Jaleesa. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I well, have nothing to add. <laughs> we don't clearly. Our women's IPL, keep an eye out for it. Um, yeah, like just 120 great. million. So you know, imagine what it's going to be like. Will Will it be better than the WBBL straight away? I wonder. Like, will they attract because of the bigger budget? What do you they, mean by better though? Like, like better, better standard. So better standard. All the stars <sighs> playing against each other. Like, the, well, the we are that we are the star. Like. Uh, maybe yes, I'm maybe I'm just living in a bubble, but I feel like Australia, that is the stars. Well, that's right. So all, you know, you look at our best 15, 20 players, you would think they'll all be over there. But then you add in the best English players, the best Indian players, the best Kiwi, South Africa, you name it, you know, all in that league. Will it turn into the, the men's IPL and become the premier domestic franchise T20 comp? I guess but not not right away I don't think maybe in years to come because I think still there's a lot of um there's a lot of countries that have to come up to Australia's standard like we are so far ahead um so I think yeah that's going to take like still a few years mm. off that so um but I do wonder if all the Australia players like that play in the WBBL will actually want that much cricket. No, they want the money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot more money they're getting paid in the WBBL. The big, the big names, though. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I understand, like the big name, like the I biggest. I don't think the big names hit a hundred grand in the WBBL oh, really? season. Whereas I think they're talking you know, multiples of that in the women's. Yeah, IPL. well, if that that is the case, so I haven't actually looked into them that money. But if that is the case, then yes. Because I think a lot of WBBL players get you know paid like twenty, thirty grand for a season, which is fantastic when you consider it's sort of a couple of months' mm. work. I know a lot of people sitting at home who would jump at that opportunity. But so, yeah, that's my fear. Let's get on to the men's big bash. Okay. Because you, me, and Paul have spent, you know, <laughs> we've spent so many episodes talking about the big bash. Years of Yes. Years, years of, of fear, I would think. What? Like a lot of times fear yes. for it. And all the talk is that it's bounced back this year. I agree to a certain extent it has. It's been much better. It's been so much better than I expected. Yeah. But I would just like to make two points. If people say the average crowds are up, they're up. I think they're around 15 grand 
a season. But, you know, if you go back pre-COVID, it's still way below what the average was when the, the league was really pumping. Mm. So except it's a totally different environment. Yep. The world changed with COVID. But let's not pretend that it's anywhere near that it was um, crowd-wise. So that that's the first thing. And, and just I think it's – it's better, the standard, but it, I, I feel like last year was so bad with all the COVID-affected teams that it's just more what, like, it's, I don't think it's been amazing. It's just been what it should be. Yeah, I, I agree with you, um, but I was wor- worried, very worried for it, and it's it certainly exceeded my expectations. When everyone talks about the golden years of when it was at Channel 10 and, I mean, the last year of 10, it, it the ratings dropped off um, as well. But um, when it was at Channel 10 uh, and it was getting huge crowd numbers, huge um, viewers, viewing figures, we've got to stop comparing everything to that because all sports have suffered. It's not just cricket. Um, all sports have suffered and all and TV ratings in general have suffered. And it's because... Sports have got to stop looking at each other as competition. Actually, their competition is Netflix, TikTok, every other little bit of entertainment that people now consume. That's cricket's competition. Yeah, and I'm one of those people. I've been watching great shows on it, some of those streaming services you mentioned. And then... Um, Paramount just, Plus? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have Paramount Plus. And then um, Yellow Jackets, awesome. Nathan For You, awesome on Paramount Plus. Watch the roast of Bruce Willis on Paramount Plus. Oh, I didn't know there was roasts on there. I think roasts are my thing. Roasts, are, I, I love think, watching a roast. I think roasts are great. Yeah, um, although some of them back in the day, you watch and you're like, "Oh, this is uncomfortable." I never. I like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. That you know, and I've been sort of picking and choosing what bits of the BBL I watch. You were so negative at the start, like. I don't believe some of the messages. I'm going to straight up just call you out. I don't believe some of the times that you text Paul and I and were like, when we were talking about a game and you were like, I don't know, I'm watching this movie. I was like, bull, bull. You know, you weren't. No, you weren't. Absolutely was. You were watching the Big Bash and you were just, no, I don't believe you. Anyway, Yeah, no. Anyway, um, so straight up, just don't believe that. Um, But I... I think it has got uh, – it, it's definitely had a revival this season for sure. Um, just seeing the crowds. I'm going to the Thunder and um, Sixers this Saturday. I'm really excited for that. I'm like, going to. Are you? Yeah. Nice. Are you in, Are you sitting in your, your pre, the press box? Yeah, of course. Oh, no. See, I like to be amongst it. Well, I, can I, come, I can come and find <laughs> you and your super coach friends. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Like these boring people there with our calculators out during oh. the game. So, yeah, Jaleesa's going with some super coach mates. It'll just be like, oh, how many points is he worth? Oh. I'm actually not sitting with them because we bought our tickets separately, but Thank we're meeting goodness. up beforehand. Good so, um, but, yeah, I, I think it's been – it's exceeded my Did expectations. I captained Steve Smith, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. How good is that? Anyway, um, I've got to check that, though. So, it's, look, it's got a lot better. I agree. Bounce back. Great night last night for those. We're recording the day after Steve Smith made 101 of 56 deliveries. Do you know First what, century for the Sixers in men's BBL. Do you know what's going to really help the big, big bash over the next couple of weeks, too, is that the Australian Open is not as interesting as what everyone would have Nobody thought. Eight, 18 months ago, you would have thought there was Barty, Curios, um, um, and now, and also like now, you no know, Federer, like the big names are all 
like I'm right on Andy Murray train, um, but yep. the big names have all um, kind of dropped off a bit and definitely interest has dropped off. If you're not a tennis fan, like I love the tennis, but if you're not a tennis fan and you only watch the Australian Open, I think the interest probably there has dropped off a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking maybe this will be the year I get into the Australian Open. Don't you do I like it? I looked at the field and went, this would be the worst year to get into it, so I'm going to leave it for another Oh, year. see, tennis is just like I could watch anyone play. I mean, I used to grow up watching a lot of tennis. I don't know. Um, just, you know, my dad died playing tennis, so oh. um, kind of put me off a little bit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm over. It was 20 years ago, so that's why I'm getting back into it. Just not this year. So you're right. So they've got a bit of clear air. What do you think of the fact that we had all these great international players and Chris Lynn, one of them, and then as soon as the SAT20 League and the UAE T20 League and maybe even Bangladesh, all these players left the Big Bash and they're all gone. Yeah, well, this is the concerning part, isn't it? Is it how in the years to come, how's that schedule going to look like? Um, are they going to be able to play at all? And, and, and this is the thing, the new schedule with the shorter Big Bash still, most of the Big Bash will be in January, you know, starting around Christmas mm. and finishing Australia Day. That's still when the comp- competition from other T20 leagues is there. So, I still right. wasn't a fan of shortening. I know everyone really liked that in the new broadcast deal. I still wasn't a fan of it. Like, everyone sees that as the quick fix. Like, oh, shorten the big bash. Suddenly everyone's going to be watching again. I disagree. And but I don't think it's about watching. I think it's about attracting players and stuff. But, I, but then I think if the window doesn't line up, you're going to have those players for less. Well, You'll I, just have good players for less. Maybe, but maybe it's just easier to convince people to come for that month and you can sell them But not if there's more money to be made elsewhere. Maybe, but maybe as they can compete, you know, those platinum packages, they compete a bit more from the draft. Um, I thought they should have expanded the league to what it is now, but now I just think kind of... Doesn't seem like there's an appetite for the like people. A lot of people think it goes on too long. Why do they think that though? I really want to hear from someone because sometimes I think it's one of those things where people hear all the time other people say it goes on too long. So then they go, the big bash goes on too long. And then another person goes, the big bash goes on too long. And no one actually knows why they hold that opinion. Mm. So I'd actually love to know someone, someone write in with the opinion why the big bash goes on too long. Because if you like watching cricket, more cricket is good. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm, you and I are in this cricket bu- bubble. We love cricket. Mm. But maybe for some people it kind of loses momentum. Um, certainly attracting players, match fees. Uh, I think as well shortening the Big Bash will be slightly better for domestic cricket because what the le- the longer Big Bash has done is it's it's killed off the Shield and the Marsh Cup completely. They are now just sort of f- at the fringes of the season and pretty much forgotten about because, you know, you play them sort of October, November mm. and then late February, March. Mm. Um, whereas if you're starting the Big Bash later and finishing earlier, it'll give more chance for first Red Bull cricketers and the Marsh Cup to get a bit more airtime perhaps. So mm. I don't mind that. Um, and I think, like, if you look at the crowds, I go to the SCG, you know, some of the some of the games get big crowds, like when Smith and Lyon were playing on the weekend. But then, uh, you know, there doesn't seem to be an appetite to go to every game. 
No, there. I don't think there is an appetite to go to every game. Whereas when it was ten games a season, I felt if you only had five home games, you're like, I want to go to every. Yeah. Game. Okay. I. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I'm a big fan of all summer being able to turn the TV on and know that there's a game. Yeah. Well, there'll be hopefully Shield and stuff instead of the Big Bash because people love Sheffield Shield cricket. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the other thing about a shorter Big Bash. And I think it goes into what you were saying about international players. And we've seen it in the last week. Dropping in Australia's best players to the competition adds so much to it. Having Kawaja, Labashane, Smith, Lyon, Warner in the comp adds a lot to it. And that is something Australia can control. We can't control people signing for clubs from mm. overseas. We should be able to control that. And I, and I think... If, if that's the result of a shorter deal that most of January we have all the test players, I think that'll be so good for the competition. I don't think they, they've got much control over that is what you say. Like because the people rest and they, if they've only got this short period to rest, you can do that. I, I don't think that guarantees. It doesn't guarantee, but I think it's more controllable. And But you're right, next year I think Australia's playing two tests against West Indies in January, so yeah. test players won't be in the big no. bash. Um, but but I just think we've seen like I saw at the SCG Sunday night when Smith and Lyon were playing, there was a noticeable buzz in the stadium. Yeah, you know, and after the game, I mean, there were hundreds of kids queuing up. I love that for Smith and Lyon's autograph and soccer, old mate. But. I think they just got that to be polite. Go so Oh, no. Everyone loves oh, – sorry, I will defend Sock here. Every time I go to a Sixers game and Sock is playing, everyone fires up when he starts bowling and cheering He's so Sock. good. No, but they also just love him. Yeah, of course. Like, How can you not? Because he's just a bit of a larrikin. Like. He's the real people's champ. Not He really is. He's a fake one. Oh. Um, we don't need a sledge. So at the end of the Big Bang. That is – What? Anyway – at the end of the Big Bash... God. <laughs> Go on. What did I say? I don't even know. At the end of the Big Bash this year, the Test players will be in India preparing for the Test Series. There'll be no international players. So we're going to have the finals of the Big Bash this year with all our domestic stars. That's how it's looking. I just wonder how that's going to go. I think the advantage to those games is the games themselves have meaning because they're in the playoffs, but there's going to be no, no like, stars. Yeah. Matt Short. Yeah, it's – that is a bit bit of a, a disappointing a result of the fixtures. Mm. I mean, the Big Bash is just – it's so – so much of it is out of – the control of Cricket Australia, that it is disappointing that they can't sort of predict it a bit better to have the stars there. I like the Sixers and the Scorchers. I think they're the still, I mean, it's no great revelation to say they're the teams to beat because I like their squads without any stars. You know, if you take out Smith and yeah. opening, he's a really good top-order player. They struggled so much at the start, though. Like, they were just looking like a like a team that's kind of needed someone to revitalise them. But uh, I like the Scorchers. You like the Scorchers? Yeah. They'll go back to back? Yeah. You might see my Hurricanes do well, the Matt Wade. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I'm really into the Hurricanes. Did you? Interesting, did you see the Wade and Warner yeah. exchange the other day? It was day? just all fun, wasn't it? It seems like it was no nothing malicious. Uh, I think, like, because Chris Green, like, said something and then 
uh, Wade and I don't know. It just seemed like it all got a bit. I can imagine Green and Wade hating each other. They're like the opposites. Like, you know, Matt Wade when he... I don't think they hate each other. When he when he wasn't playing cricket, went and did like a building, you know, tradesman apprenticeship, you know, Greeny, you know, he's like... Um, he's the opposite of that, I would say. He wouldn't be like doing an apprenticeship and... What? How, what are you basing well, that on? Think, you know... Well, you know, Chris Green's like a, you know, a bit of a mover and shaker. He's, um, yeah, I just think that. I don't think we have enough insight into Chris Green's life to be commenting. I don't want to go into the personal stuff I know about him. That's why I'm sort of um, running around. I don't think you know anything. Well, I do anyway. Let's move on to, let's move on from the Big Bash to the Indian tour. So the squad was announced. Any hot takes from the squad? Obviously, no Harris, no Maxwell, no Zampa. No Zampa was surprising. Yep. I thought, um, given there was every other spin, <laughs> it felt like. Um, I I don't – I guess we don't have – I don't have mu- that much to say on the squad because we don't really know – like, it's not – everyone's there. Mm, <laughs> it's just it's such like 18 a, people. It's so just – For the 11, isn't it? Yeah, it's just such a big team, a big squad that I think we, we won't really be able to have any um, intelligent takes until we see the first team. What I really hope, though, is that – if they know that they're not going to use, say, Todd Murphy, they know they get over there and they go, Wait, he does it. he's not going to feature in this, send him home and get him into the Red Bull um, and into, like, the domestic back here because otherwise I think it is – I think it's a mistake to keep people on tour when they're not playing. That would be such a, a heartbreaking move to say to Todd, like, after one test, look, we've seen what you can do in the Nets – we're actually sending you home. But it's so much better for development. Well, they've actually gone the opposite. So what um, Bailey said was, so Josh Inglis is basically the backup wicketkeeper, but they decided because he's been doing a lot of travelling around and not playing this summer, they're just going to leave him here playing. And if Carey gets injured, just fly him over. Yeah. Um, so I can see that happening. Um, I think with Murphy and Swepson and Agar, I actually think it'd be good experience just to be over there in India for the tour because Lyon's not going to be around forever. The others I agree with, but Murphy is still really young and he is kind of tagged as the future mm. at the moment. I think at 22, he needs to be in domestic cricket as much as possible if he's not going to be used. Yeah. So the others are a little bit older. I think it probably would be good for their development now. If they're going to make it, they need to be over there with the team and surround. I think Murphy, if you know he's not going to be used, leave him here. Yeah, maybe. I think they they could work on him and hopefully... Because, you know, they talk about how you, know, you have to bowl differently on those wickets, you know, more under and side spin and less top spin. So maybe Lyon can work with Murphy to get him ready for the last couple of tests. Um the person who is a big fan of him is uh, Steve O'Keefe. Yeah, absolutely. Sock's like, Sock raves about him and said that his intelligence with the ball is just so far ahead of where Sock was at that age. Sock would have been the best second spinner on tour. In India? Yeah, absolutely. I actually 100% agree. I didn't know if you were joking when you said that to me because I agreed, but I didn't know if you were just yeah. saying something that I we would agree with. We were both on SEN one day and I said it at like, in the morning and you said it like two hours later. Oh, but I don't listen to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jokes. You Jokes. <laughs> well, no, I couldn't. That was locked up. Do you think anyone's S- S- listening to SEN for that long either? Yeah, of course they are. We, we got lots of text messages from the morning to the afternoon. Um, so 
Uh, I agree, except that his body wouldn't hold up. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Sorry. Uh, it was just a pipe dream. But but, but what I th- I don't think the spinners know what they're getting into. Like, Sock, to get ready for 2017, he opted out of the Big Bash and he just worked on his spinning technique for mm. weeks um, to get ready for India. So, uh, you know, all these players are going straight from the Big Bash and they're going to be playing a test a week later. Now, I have a real feeling Australia's going to get completely towed up over there. I, I sort of, if we go there and we don't lose a test match, I'll be happy. Oh, yeah. Like, if we don't lose 4 0, I'll be happy. If it's 3 1, 3 0, I'll be happy. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. Um, but I, again, I think it's really hard to comment until we actually see what that first side mm. is. So, just for India, some, some news. We haven't really spoken about it, but uh, Rishabh Pant is sadly out of the series. And. Horrendous news to hear about his car accident. Mm. It was quite distressing. Um, so glad he's okay now. And um, hopefully we'll see him back in international cricket by the end of the year. Jasper Bumrah is unlikely, which is a huge exclusion. He's out of the first two tests and unlikely for the last two. He's still recovering from a back injury. And they have included Surya Kumar Yadav in their squad, which is very exciting because he's the world's best T20 player. Mm. So, yeah, I think India are looking pretty good. They've named I'm really 17. I'm excited to watch this. Yes, oh my. I was talking to someone about, yes, they four tests. They start at like 3 o'clock every day. Paul and I are going to be doing a review of each day's play. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, you're going to do a review afterwards? Every day, yeah. Wow. You can join us on Zoom. That's one thing we do on yeah, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. Right. Good. That, that's your sort of technical. That's as far as we can go technically with you. Yeah. That's true. Um, Oh, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A um, couple of other things. Um, anything you want to get off your chest about Paul and I? Uh, no, talking? I've been listening to the podcast. Look, you say outrageous stuff all the time, so I just – it just never, never really – Paul, if Paul – I disagree with something with Paul, it's a real – like it really stands in my mind because Paul and I generally, we're kind of uh, – we're – on the same page a lot of the time. Unfortunate for you. Uh, <laughs> um, so I don't think you've said anything outrageous. I think ages ago you said I I sent you a message because you said Cricket Australia had handled the Tim Payne thing well yeah. or something, and I was just like, what? I'm a contracted commentator. Oh, yeah, right, okay. So the cash has spoken. <laughs> um, uh, I... Think they handled it fine. You, um, th- you think they? Going, ha- we're not getting back into that. No, yet. no, because yeah, I got grilled on the broadcast deal. So go on. So um, they handled it fine. Okay. I think they initially messed it up, making you know making someone captain with that hanging over their head was a mistake. It was all a mistake, uh, and he was um, anyway. Um, I still. Have, I don't think this is particularly interesting to anyone, well, but just, yes, it did annoy me, and I sent you both a text message, and okay, I was like, well, "You guys are." Off your rocker. I'm still trying to get Tim Payne on the podcast. Um, still working on it. Hasn't happened yet. Great. What about the test documentary series? Now, I don't want your review of it yet, but are you going to join Paul and I for the – because you were part of the original reviews, I think. Yeah, loved it. Um, I interviewed the director before the premiere last week. Director or producer? Director, Adrian okay. Brown. Um I need to correct me. It's okay. No, because uh, you say a producer in all our texts, and I, someone working in broadcast, you need to use people's correct title. Right. You might be both. Um, 
co-director actually. So I um, we're going to do a review of each episode again during the IPL. Can't wait. So I'm hoping you can I join. I would love to do that. Um, and then at the end of it, we'll give our ratings and the producer and the editor are going to join us at the end. For our, we'll do like a final wrap up with them. Okay. Yeah. They know that like you didn't love the first oh, one. It was right? so awkward when... Oh, um, Bull, you would have walked in there and would have said it straight. You would have loved saying he it. He said he listened to them. And I said, oh, so you heard my mark six out of ten. He obviously didn't get to that bit. Um, and then apparently he walked back to the editor straight afterwards and said, can you believe Menes gave me six out of ten or gave us six out of ten for season one? What, how do you know he said that? The editor told me. Oh, Okay. Well, I thought it was fantastic. The Edge, on the other hand, God, I hated that mm. one. Remember when we we did we reviewed that too? Yes, the Edge I, was so good. I am so still furious at the time. I would never get back at watching that. That was the worst. Anyway, so everyone needs to watch the test season two. I'm going to go back and watch season one. Leading. When the, are we going to watch them? Well, we need. To, we'll do the reviews in at the end of the Indian tour when the IPL's on, sort of. I think that's end of March, April. The, the IPL is like three months this year, so we'll have those episodes to do. Okay. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get you on. And last thing, before we get into listener questions to end this show, uh, I just wanted to touch on uh, the re- the return to the Australian side of Meg Lanning. Mm. Quite a beautiful story. She said she took a break from cricket. I think she went to San Francisco and worked in a cafe and got a taste of normal life and – I think it's fantastic that she did it and she's been open about it because it just shows to everybody out there, like, no matter what you're doing, you can always make a change like that. Yeah. It's a great message. Yeah, I agree. And, like, haven't we all just sometimes had this, like, moment where you're like, I just want to do something totally different. And it's not your work because of your work or anything like that, but it's just, um, yeah, I'd uh, it'd be cool to just give up something and then go and, and work in a cafe and meet people, talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, in a cafe and I'm pretty sure she's rushed back to cricket <laughs> now. But uh, I loved where I worked as a waitress. I can imagine um, you were awesome. But I loved it. The thing about Meg is she's, you know, she was thrust into the Australian side pretty young, like a lot of, you know, talented female cricketers. Probably never had any of those yeah. sort of experiences that we all take for granted, like you just said. So to get that and – I wonder if it's actually going to lead to, and it doesn't matter if it doesn't, but I actually think it could lead to a pretty significant form swing. Um, Potentially. I don't want to really say that because I don't want her pressure. Like I don't want people to assume that and then put pressure on her. But um, we've seen it with Ash Barty too. Ash Barty, when she took a break from, um, I mean, she admittingly went and played the Big Bash. Um, That was her break, I guess you could say. Um, And then when she went back to tennis, she was in the form of her life. Um, So it's not uncommon for athletes to do, to Mm. take a bit of a break. Naomi Sark is taking a break at the moment, obviously, because she's also pregnant. So um, that, and then she said she's going to come back to tennis and she's already feeling like she really wants to come back. So I just think it's a bit of a mental refresher. If you're doing something every day, even if it's a job you love, sometimes you'll take it for granted. Absolutely. I love my job. I take it for granted all the time and I sit there and remind myself to stop. Well, Meg's back, the Australian team's back. Our friend, Phoebe Litchfield, friend of the show, 
made her debut for Australian One Day Cricket, made 70 not out, so love seeing her do well. Just to keep an eye on that. All right, let's wrap this up. We've got some great listener questions. Boy, did they respond to you. Um, so, Pritam, is there a tinge of mental block amongst Australians about winning in India? No, we're just shit against spin. What do you think? Uh yeah, I think there's probably uh, not even just winning in India, but maybe even just playing India, just because they're so good and they've um, really rattled us the last few years. That yeah, I think that would be probably fair to say. I mean, it's hard to uh, say if you're not an Australian cricketer, they might say no. I'm mentally really strong and I block all that out. But I think even as fans, there's always a little bit of I'm excited, so excited to watch this, but also a little bit dreading it. Yeah, and it is. So, I mean, the conditions are so foreign. To yeah. What Australia faces. I dread it more now when they come back to Australia. Like, After losing the last two series mm, to them. Yeah, where we should we should win. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's more <coughs> – I think that's more pressure. Well, that's certainly more depressing when we lose them. Yeah. Um, so I would say a little bit pritam. Yeah. I mean, it gets talked about all the time how rarely we win over there. All right, now this is from the Champions Cup Stan account. Should the T20 Champions League be brought back? The concept was introduced too soon, about 15 years ago, when T20 and franchise franchise leagues were in their infancy. Hmm. So explain that to me. So that was when, I think the Sydney Sixers won it one year, and I think Smith was the captain. Uh, All the best franchises went and competed in like uh, like a Champions League football thing. Yeah, 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 yes. And look, here's the problem as opposed to football. All the same players playing all the yes. teams. So yes. you get this situation where which team gets to claim their, you know, say whoever it is, you know, Joss Butler plays in six franchises. Yeah. Well, if four of them make the Champions League, who gets Butler? Or does he play for all four teams? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then what when the teams play each other? So Yeah, it's not possible. Mm. Um, and also less, less meaningless cricket. Yeah. It's not meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. And, I, I, and so I think that would be a very meaningless – and just for the cricketer's sake, less meaningless cricket, please. I just don't – yeah, I just don't think it has the same connotations because the clubs don't own the players. If yeah. what is predicted happens and in five years or ten years players are contracted to franchises and are not contracted to national boards, so maybe then it's – if a player's like – you think of like Butler, okay, he's a Mumbai Indians player. He's not, but it, whatever it was, you think of him that now there's no association. So Yeah, I just don't think it would work under what it is currently. Good question. Yeah, I like the question though. Bad that was concepts. cool. Steve, regarding your tweet, do you think the teams in the BBL should innovate by retiring batsmen who are just having a bad day, scratching around and using up balls? Steve, Absolutely. Curtis Patterson last night was What going was the on tweet? I think um, I said Curtis Patterson should retire out at the drinks uh, Oh, okay. And I, I agree. I think now, like Aaron Finch, if he's like scratching around out there, he's not hitting it off the square, you just like blow a whistle and get him off. Really? Absolutely. How dramatic if you get the hook, like the end of an over, like the coach comes out and just says, off you go. So you mean like so the the own team can just yeah absolutely yeah right okay yeah. I thought you meant like the umpire goes you are going so bad boring <laughs> yeah I'm go. really bored out like here the head of the Alistair do- <laughs> head of the big bash just comes out and goes, yep, yeah yeah that's right. what I was thinking I'm like who's making this call okay uh, yeah if it's your own team maybe it would make a little bit of interest 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, did you pick Aaron Finch for a reason? His strike rate's about 60 in T20 cricket at the moment. Um, yeah. Well, he was just an example that came to mind. Um, right, Michael Viney. Can Jaleesa Apps give you boys some lighting lessons? Good point. No. The, la- the last show we did online, I think it was live on YouTube, Paul had forgot to turn his lights on. I saw, on, yeah. So it just got progressively darker as the show went on. And for some reason, my lighting, even though I've got a lights and a camera, when it's on StreamYard, it dims it a bit, which is fine. Uh, no, I cannot give lighting lessons. I am terrible. Yeah, we know. Can't even, we've been through Jaleesa's technical capacity before this. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised um, he was watching, though. I never watch podcasts. I mean, we can get into all that. I think the, a lot That's of... There's a the whole other crew, topic. The younger <gasps> audience consumes a lot of YouTube stuff. Am I not considered young anymore? No. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what? I'm really sorry. What? I listen to podcasts. And do you know what I also... I listen to TV shows rather than watch them. Um, like those magazine shows, like particularly NRL. I will put it on and listen to it through my car on the drive home while it's live. Yeah. But I'm obviously not watching it. I'm driving. Of course, yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. what I think kids do with YouTube. You know what changed my life then is I've got Apple TV at home and you can I use my AirPods through Apple TV. So oh, yeah. you could be watching like a, a yeah, show. Yeah, I do the same thing. just be walking around the house listening to it. I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. My wife loves it when she's like trying to talk to me and I've got an AirPod in. She's not trying to talk to you. Stop lying. <laughs> uh, okay, last question. <laughs> You're trying to annoy her. Pritam. Do you feel the Border Gavaskar Trophy is now as big as the Ashes? I liked this question. The build-up and millions of tongues wagging, tongues wagging seems to suggest so to me. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, um, it uh, I get the equal level of excitement. Actually, probably, you know what, in the last maybe couple of years, I've had more of a level of excitement for um, taking on India than anyone else. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Just, you certainly think they're going to give us a better game than the Poms will. Yes, yeah. And also, um, like, I love watching the Ashes, but sometimes, um, particularly when it's in England, there's just so much rain. Some some series have just been really... It's way too much Stuart Broad. Ugh. Oh, I have such a love-hate relationship with Stuart Broad. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I found the last few series um, in the last few Ashes, I probably enjoyed playing India um, when we played played India a lot more. I actually got this weird... F- I've got this weird thing where I like losing sometimes. Oh, yeah, me too. Isn't that weird? No. Is it not? No, not at all. Because Paul would... I reckon Paul would be one of those people that um, would totally disagree with us. Because no, I lived through the late 90s and 2000s where Australia won everything yeah, all the time. Yeah. And that was very great and gratifying. But by the end of it, you know, they had to do this stupid world test team mm. concept where they got the best players around the world to play Australia because no one else could beat us. And they organised all that and then we lost the Ashes just beforehand. So kind of lost its luster. But So I agree with you. Sometimes it's good to lose. Um I, so the, the board sometimes it makes winning feel so much mm, better. Like, well, imagine when we beat India at home next time. Yes, <laughs> we're actually like going to appreciate 20, it. Fifty-seven. You yeah. Know? Um, 
it's so that's it's moving to a five test series now after this one. Mm. So Australia India is going to be five Great. tests. I will say I just don't think the buzz is as big. So oh, okay. you and I are rusted on cricket fans. When the Ashes is on, I feel like everyone in Australia is invested. Yeah, true. You know, you go down, and even people who aren't cricket fans just love beating the Poms. It's like baked into our history. Yeah, that is true. I will say that um, probably the average Australian at the moment probably doesn't know we're about to play India, right? Yeah. Whereas everyone knows when the Ashes is on. But he didn't say Australians. He no, said no, he, millions of tongues. Yes, yeah, and on a worldwide On a world basis. scale? Yes. Yes, Absolutely. of course. Yeah, India's population for sure. Yeah, and but also even I think, do you think the neutral cricket fan um, just watching – a series, what do you think they would, would like if they're not Australian, English or Indian, what do they what do they want to watch? Because I always get more interested in people playing India than I do people playing England when they're not us. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if you're a listener and you're not Australian or Indian or English, please send us in, let me know. Yeah. Love to hear. Like a New Zealander, what do you like watching? Yes. Probably, yeah. Kiwis, send... There's a few. So yeah. I, I wonder, yeah, when India's playing, the world certainly watches. Um, but, yeah, thank Good questions, Pritam. Great stuff. Yeah, cool questions. Oh, we've got one more. We've got okay. one more. So Rana, Australia only plays 11 ODIs before the ODI World Cup next year. They have not won a single ODI series in Asia since the last World Cup. Shouldn't they schedule more ODIs? No, we just – there's no – where? Where, yeah. Where? Like – Maybe, yeah, if that ODI World Cup would be – is your ultimate goal. Um, but also we've kind of shown that you don't actually need good form to win an ODI World Cup, right? That's right, yeah. Like you can sort of go into it and have a team that's all performing well in different forms of cricket, bring that all together, mix it and find some form. And also a little bit of luck – Sometimes. And it's impossible to sell to people now. Oh, yeah, we're playing these ODIs to prepare for the World Cup. Yeah. Everyone just switches off. So yeah. I, I think it, it's just the way the world less is now. Less meaningless cricket. Exactly. That's going to be like, oh, we, can we get shirts made up? Less meaningless cricket. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. <laughs> Please. Be, I think people would be into that T-shirt. And Rana also asks, Warner has not made any runs, runs in Asia. Shouldn't Renshaw be a starter ahead of Warner? Warner has not had, not succeeded in a single overseas test series since 2018. Um, I mean, yeah, when you put it like that, it's not a bad point. I guess I think Warner's going to have a massive tour of India. Do you? I really feel confident in. I think he's got one good tour. I'm not so confident about the Ashes, but I think he'll do well in India. I hope so. I hope so because I haven't um, – I, I never enjoy someone falling out of form and then eventually retiring. So I would hate to see that being the end of his career. It's also – it's awesome when someone retires when they're – maybe not at their best, but they're certainly not out of the team. Do you think if Warner had four really bad tests in India, they would consider dropping him for the Ashes? Or do you think now with that double hundred, all that stuff, they'll just go, look, you're here till the – End of the ashes, come what may. I think it would have to depend on how everyone else went. So if he was the obvious one having really horrendous form, 
then yeah, I think they would do anything to win an Ashes series. And they should. Um, but if everyone's kind of the conditions aren't right and everyone's struggling, then no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I think if we start losing, you're right. If we start losing matches, he's not performing, they could draw a line through. But it, it, I think if he's the... Yeah, like I think if he's not performing, but he's not performing obviously bad in comparison to everyone mm. else. Did that make any sense? Yeah, I, if they're all performing badly, he could just sort of scoot under the... Yeah, because who do you drop? Yeah. Like, yeah. Interesting. Well, I hope he does well. I, I think he's going to retire at the end of the 50-over World Cup and just play the T20 World Cup in 2024, and that'll be it. Mm. And I think that's a good time. I think Yeah. by then... I, I hope it's um, – I hope he – I mean, we saw him sort of come into a bit of form, but I hope he keeps that going because mm. um, he's been a great player for Australia. Very polarising figure. Yes. I felt sorry for him coming back to the Big Bash to have a bit of a relax, and he has Lance Morris mm-hmm. following 150 clicks at him at the Showground Stadium. Yeah. Stadium, and then the Riley Meredith bowling about the same at him down in – It's not very uh, relaxing, is it? Yeah, it's like, okay, come and have a good time facing – Quickest bowlers in the country. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the listener questions. And we've re- recorded heaps of the podcast. Are you going to come back after this, Jaleesa, one day? I don't know. You've kind of annoyed me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're going to stop grilling me over, well, thank God that deal's done now. Yes. So I don't think there's anything else you can grill me over, but you'll find something. I just missed you. And sometimes that comes out in like oh, that's cute. anger and frustration and trying to annoy you. You don't know how to handle your emotion. That's it. That's absolutely it. Yeah. I mean, we text all the time, so. Yeah, but it's not the you same. You can always it's text me. That on-air relationship. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I mean, I miss you too, and I miss Paul. Yeah, so, so I miss Paul way more. But I just guess I don't come out um, aggressively. <laughs> I guess I can handle my emotions. Yeah, well, that wouldn't be hard. A little more leveled. Do you know what I have been enjoying? Paul's TikToks. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's been going great guns at them. Yeah. He just pops up randomly. And we're killing it on TikTok. So, yes, look, that's it for Cricket Unfiltered. Uh, go and follow us on TikTok or at Cricket Unfiltered on TikTok. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Oz Cricket Pod. We're on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, do it. We're going to put a video up of this show if you want to watch the video version. Or listen in your iPods. Either one. (laughs) Either one. Any parting words, Jaleesa? No. No, it's been good. Uh, Beautiful day in Sydney. Cricket's on. Like, what more can we want? Well, I'll see you at the Sydney Smash on Saturday. And if any listeners see Jaleesa, go and say hello to her. Um, I had some great listeners come up to me during the Sydney test, hopefully. Yeah. You must get stopped all the time from Channel 10. I am unrecognisable when I am not at work. Really? I am dishevelled. Okay. <laughs> and trackies and that. I am a mess of a person. Yeah, so if you see, like, this homeless-looking person at the SCG on Saturday night, it'll be Jaleesa. Actually, I had to go and get my phone plan changed yesterday, and um, the guy didn't recognise me, but he recognised my name um, because it is a... And he was like, oh, do you work for Channel 10? I'm like, yeah, sorry, I look really bad today. (laughs) I just went in there like a mess. (laughs) Me now, I feel every day. (laughs) All right, everyone, well, thanks for listening and we'll be back soon. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. 
kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.